The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, a good Monday to you. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Monday, September 11th, 2023, Monday of the 23rd week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is Saint Paphnutius, an Egyptian who, after spending several years in the desert under the direction of Saint Anthony, was made bishop in the Upper Thebae. Under the Emperor Maximinus, he lost his right eye, was hamstrung in one leg, and was sent to work in the mines. After peace was restored to the church, Paphnutius returned to his flock. He was one of the most zealous in defending the Catholic faith against the Arian heresy. He was an outstanding figure of the first general council of the church held at Nicaea in the year 325. The year of his death is not known. St. Paphnutius, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I give you this day. I offer you now all of the good that I shall do, and I promise to accept for love of you all of the difficulty that I shall meet. Help me to conduct myself during this day in a manner pleasing to you. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for those persons living on the margins of society in inhumane life conditions. May they not be overlooked by institutions and never considered of lesser importance. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, intercede for me. These days the Church is taking us through the Gospel of Luke in the weekday readings. Today's reading and Saturday's reading are about the Sabbath, how to live it. And let's remember that the new Sabbath for us is the Sunday, the day of the resurrection, when you, Lord Jesus, rose from the dead and gave humanity a new beginning. In Saturday's Gospel, we saw Jesus on a walk with his disciples and they picked ears of corn and this got the Pharisees angry because they saw this as work and according to the law, you shouldn't do any work on the Sabbath. In today's Gospel, Jesus cures a sick man and the Pharisees also see healing as work and get annoyed too. Now these two Gospels warn us against spiritual rigidity, inventing all sorts of laws so we can hardly breathe. No, we mustn't turn religion into that. God wants our freedom, not our imprisonment. Jesus, you told us in the Gospel of Mark, the Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So yes, we should try not to work or shop on Sunday if we can avoid it, but only because it's better for us not to do so. Much better is to worship God on Sundays, to go to Mass. It's there we find our true selves by worshipping God, in God and our families find their true selves in God. But it's also good to do nice leisure activities, like going for a walk or an excursion, as you did, Jesus, with the disciples, or seeing friends. And it's certainly good to do works of mercy, like visiting the sick, just as you healed this man. But let's turn fully 
to today's gospel. On another Sabbath, when he entered the synagogue and taught, a man was there whose right hand was withered, and the scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath, so they might find an accusation against him. The man had a withered hand, but the scribes and Pharisees had withered hearts. They resented a work of mercy and were trying to accuse Jesus. Whenever we look at others waiting to trap them, accuse them, find something against them, we have a withered heart. Judgmental, critical thoughts all show a withered heart. We need to ask Jesus to heal us. That interesting detail that the Holy Spirit wants to tell us, that the man's right hand was withered. Now various Bible passages talk of God's right hand. The right hand, for most people, though not for me, is usually our strongest and most accurate hand. So God's right hand symbolises his power and his glory. It always expresses his omnipotence. In religious art, you always see God acting with his right hand. So if the man's right hand was withered, it meant he was badly crippled. He couldn't take control of life. He lacked both strength and precision to act. He precisely lacked power. And the fact that it was withered made it worse. His wound was constantly visible. It was a constant reminder to all of his powerlessness. And remember that in those days, physical disease or disability was often seen as a punishment by God for someone's sins. So in the mentality of the age, it suggested that this man was a sinner. His withered right hand showed to all that God had cursed him by taking away his power to act, by making him weak. That's what people would have thought at the time. I can imagine that the man went through life trying to hide his hand. Perhaps he went around with long sleeves, or he had the constant instinct to hide his hand as much as he could never to bring it forward. But in one way or another, we all have a withered right hand. We all have something in us which is weak and powerless. A bad habit we might have, a vice, a defect we can't overcome. And maybe it's something that's obvious, that shows, and even though we try to hide it, it still reveals itself more than we would like. What is withered in me? What is stretching out my hand for me? But the man had heard about you, Jesus, and he had faith in you, and he made sure he got to the synagogue early to get a good place in the hope that you might heal him. But even so, he wasn't going to reveal his hand publicly. It was you, Jesus, not he, who takes the initiative. He said to the man who had the withered hand, Come and stand here. And he rose and stood there. It's interesting, Jesus. First of all, you seem to humiliate the man. You don't heal him immediately. You make him wait. You heal him in two stages, and both are embarrassing. First of all, you tell him to come and stand in the middle for all to see. You make of him a bit of a public spectacle. And then you criticise, I'd almost say, Jesus, you attack the withered hearts of the scribes and Pharisees. And Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to destroy it? And he looked around on them all. They seemed to respond with silence, a stubborn silence. So then Jesus says to the man, Stretch out your hand, the second face. It seems a small thing to ask the man to do, but it was actually a massive thing for him to do. Show to all your humiliation, Jesus was asking him. And not just that, but you say to him, Lord, or you seem to say to him, trust me, and not the scribes and Pharisees. But what a risk. The scribes and the Pharisees were the authorities of the time. By doing what Jesus said, the man risked being cut off by them. So he was cutting his ties with them, and our Lord was asking him to jump instead into his arms. 
But what if Jesus couldn't cure him? What if Jesus had instead said, look, this hand shows your sinfulness. You're a sinner. Now we know you, Jesus, and we know you'd never do that because you are mercy and goodness. You are our all-loving God. But the man didn't have the full knowledge we have. And we take the same risk whenever we are sincere. We stretch out our hand, our withered hand, in full view of someone else, in confession, in spiritual direction, perhaps even with a counsellor or therapist, or even just with a parent or friend. We have to show our withered hand. And they're not infinitely good like you are, Jesus. They could possibly get angry or jeer at us. It might not help. It might not have good results. You've exposed your shame, and for what? Indeed, perhaps you've had experience of being honest with someone and them responding badly. All this makes me think of those amazing tightrope walkers who do extraordinary daredevil feats, like one who used to walk on a rope attached between mountain peaks in the Swiss Alps, or another, a man called Nick Wallenda, who crossed over the Niagara Falls on a tightrope. On June the 14th, 2012, Wallenda walked along a two-inch wide wire that went over Horseshoe Falls and onto Canadian soil. It took him 25 minutes to cross into Canada, and he said that the worst part was the mist got so bad that he couldn't see. He wore a safety harness, but not all do so. For example, on, the, on July the 18th, 1970, when Carl Wallenda was 65 years old, he crossed the Tulala Gorge in Georgia. The tightrope was 750 feet, that's about 250 metres, above the rocky gorge, meaning a fall would have resulted in certain death. Amazingly, not only did Carl get across, but he also stopped to do two handstands along the way. But later, some eight years later, at the age of 73, on another daring tightrope feat elsewhere, he did fall to his death. These men stood over the chasm. A fall would lead to their death, or at least do them great harm. But getting across earned them glory. Now, we shouldn't put ourselves at such risk, but there can be times in our lives when it seems that, spiritually speaking, we are standing over the chasm. But sometimes we have to take that risk. Sincerity can, on occasions, be a bit like standing over a chasm. We need to take the risk to walk over and above our shame, our embarrassment. What if that man had decided not to go to the synagogue that day? It's not worth it. It's too embarrassing. And what if, having got there, and Jesus had told him to stretch out his hand, that man had thought more about the scribes and the Pharisees. I don't want to lose their favour. I don't want to get into trouble with them. I want to stay in with the people who matter. Well, if he hadn't stretched out his hand, it would have continued withered for the rest of his life. And even if often he managed to hide his hand, his shame would have lived with him. And he could have been free of it if only that day he had been brave and honest and sincere enough. Well, thank God, he was brave and honest and sincere enough. He realised that the only opinion that matters is yours, Jesus. He wasn't afraid to reveal his shame, and by doing so, God ended his shame. This tells us about the value of sincerity, in confession, spiritual direction, but in other forms of life too. We might have to admit something embarrassing to our teacher, or our boss, or our parents, or our spouse, or a doctor. The moment of shame, of revealing our shameful error or failure, could feel like standing over the chasm. Or it might not even be our fault. It might be something where we're the victim, but we're still ashamed of it. And yes, with ordinary humans, there is the possibility that they could react badly. But God will always draw good from our honesty and our courage and will help us. And almost always, the revealing of our shame will lead to our healing. 
and if we do feel ashamed and frightened, let's turn to our mother Mary. Mothers are good at nudging their children to be honest, to reveal something shameful, and Our Lady will win for us the grace to be sincere, and so turn our withered hand to a powerful right hand, ready to do good deeds for God and others. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. There's a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll begin the liturgical day in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday of the 23rd week in Ordinary Time, September 11th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer as we join with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will will proclaim proclaim your praise. praise. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is He who set it on the seas, on the waters He made it firm. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. 
Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty, He shines. Our God comes he keeps silence no longer. Before him fire devours, around him tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people, who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Listen, my people. I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest. Beast in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls 
or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render Him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you, and you shall honor me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in, in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds? You who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil and whose tongue is plotting crime, you who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this, and should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, accept us as a sacrifice of praise, so that we may go through life unburdened by sin, walking in the way of salvation, and always giving thanks to you. I, I want, want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge, knowledge of my ways more than, than holocausts. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I am the Lord, your God. From the book of the prophet Jeremiah. All the army leaders, Johanan, son of Kareah, Azariah, son of Hashaiah, and all the people, high and low, approached the prophet Jeremiah and said, Grant our petition, pray for us to the Lord your God, for all this remnant. We are now few, but once were many, as you, will, as you well see. Let the Lord your God show us what way we should take and what we should do. Very well, the prophet Jeremiah answered them. I will pray to the Lord your God as you desire. Whatever the Lord answers you, I will tell you. I will withhold nothing from you. And they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord be our witness. We will truly and faithfully follow all the instructions of the Lord your God will send us. Whether it is pleasant or difficult, we will obey the command of the Lord our God, to whom we are sending you, so it will go well for us for obeying the command of the Lord our God. Ten days passed before the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Then he called Johanan his army leaders, and all the people high and low, and said to them, 
Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to offer your prayer. If you remain quietly in this land, I will build you up and tear and not tear you down. I will plant you, not uproot you, for I regret the evil I have done you. Do not fear the king of Babylon, before whom you are now afraid. Do not fear him, says the Lord, for I am with you to save you, to rescue you from his power. I will grant you mercy, so that he will be sorry for you and let you return to your land. But if you disobey the voice of the Lord your God and decide not to remain in this land, saying, No, we will go to Egypt where we will see no more war and hear the trumpet alarm no longer, nor hunger for bread. There we will live. Then listen to the word of the Lord, remnant of Judah. Thus says the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, if you are determined to go to Egypt, when you arrive there to stay, the sword you fear shall reach you in the land of Egypt. The hunger you dread shall cling to you no less in Egypt, and there you shall die. Johanan and the rest of the leaders and the people did not obey the Lord's command to stay in the land of Judah. Instead, Johanan and all the army leaders took along the whole remnant of Judah that had been dispersed among the nations and had returned thence to dwell again in the land of Judah, men and women and children, the princes and everyone whom Nebuzaradan, captain of the bodyguard, had entrusted to Jedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shephan, also Jeremiah the prophet, and Baruch, son of Neriah. Against the Lord's command, they went to Egypt and arrived at Tophanus. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Pray to the Lord your God for us and for all this remnant. Few, Few of us now remain, though once we were many. We have become orphans and are fatherless. Our mothers are like widows. Few, Few of us now remain. Though once we were many. A reading from a sermon on the Beatitudes by St. Leo the Great, Pope. The blessedness of seeing God is justly promised to the pure of heart. For the eye that is unclean would not be able to see the brightness of the true light. And what would be happiness to clear minds would be torment to those that are defiled. Therefore, let the mists of worldly vanities be dispelled and the inner eye be cleansed of all the filth of wickedness, so that the soul's gaze may feast serenely upon the great vision of God. It is to be the attainment of this goal that the next words refer. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. This blessedness, dearly beloved, does not derive from any casual agreement or from any and every kind of harmony, but it pertains to what the Apostle says, be at peace before the Lord, and to the words of the prophet, Those who love your law shall enjoy abundant peace, 
For them, it is no stumbling block. Even the most intimate bonds of friendship and the closest affinity of minds cannot truly lay claim to this peace if they are not in agreement with the will of God. Alliances based on evil desires, covenants of crime, and pacts of vice all lie outside the scope of this peace. Love of the world cannot be reconciled with love of God, and the man who does not separate himself from the children of this generation cannot join the company of the sons of God. But those who keep God ever in their hearts and are anxious to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace never dissent from the eternal law as they speak the prayer of faith. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These, then, are the peacemakers. They are bound together in holy harmony and are rightly given the heavenly title of sons of God, co-heirs with Christ. And this is the reward they will receive for their love of God and neighbor. When their struggle with all temptation is finally over, there will be no further adversities to suffer or scandal to fear. But they will rest in the peace of God undisturbed through our Lord who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen. Let us live in the presence of the Lord our God with a sincere heart, that, that we may walk in His ways and keep His commandments. God perfected His love in us, that we may walk in His ways and keep His commandments. God our Father, you redeem us and make us your children in Christ. Look upon us, give us true freedom, and bring us to the inheritance you promised. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. the message of today's gospel is docility, and it's coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord encounters a man with a withered hand. From the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. On another Sabbath, when he entered the synagogue and taught, a man was there whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath, so that they might find an accusation against him. But Jesus knew their thoughts, and he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come and stand here. And the man rose and stood there. I ask you, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to destroy it? And he looked around on them all. Stretch out your hand. The man did so, and his hand was restored. The scribes and Pharisees were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. 
This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. As I said a few minutes ago, a big part of the message is being docile, open to what the Lord asks of us. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. The man with the withered hand was docile to Jesus' words. He got up in the midst of everyone as the Lord had asked him. He listened to his words, telling him to stretch out his diseased hand. Spiritual direction is geared to the Holy Spirit's intimate action within the soul, unceasingly suggesting small conquests which dispose us to receive additional graces. When a Christian does all he can so that virtues develop in his soul, removing obstacles, distancing himself from occasions of sin, fighting resolutely and decisively at the first appearance of temptations, God then generously supplies new help to strengthen incipient virtues. He grants the gifts of the Holy Spirit which perfect the habits already formed by grace. Our Lord wants us to have a true desire to be saints, a desire that is realized in specific deeds. In the interior life, general ideas are not enough. Have you seen how that imposing building was constructed? One brick after another, thousands, but one at a time, and bags and bags of cement, one by one, and stone upon stone, each of them insignificant compared with the massive whole, and beams of steel, and men working hour after hour, day after day. Did you see how that imposing building was constructed? By dint of little things? Frequently, when people speak of sanctity, they mention its more striking aspects, the great trials, the extraordinary circumstances, perhaps even the martyrdom, as if Christian life exercised with all its consequences necessarily consisted in these things and were meant for only a few exceptional persons, as if our Lord had decided to be satisfied with a second-class Christian life for the majority of people. The contrary is the truth. The Lord calls everyone to holiness. The very busy mother with children and hardly enough time to manage her household affairs. The businessman, the student, the clerk in the department store. The Holy Spirit says to all of us, this is the will of God, your sanctification. This will is efficacious. Since God takes into account the circumstances in our life through which we shall pass, and he gives us the grace needed for us to act in a holy manner. To grow in virtue, we must pay attention to what our Lord is saying to us, often through intermediaries, and we must put this advice into practice. What a sublime example of this docility is given to all of us by the Most Holy Virgin, Mary of Nazareth. She pronounced her fiat of total availability to God's design and the Spirit began in her the realization of the plan of salvation. We ask our Mother Mary to help us to be ever more docile to the Holy Spirit, growing in virtue by struggling to attain the little goals of each day. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore.
Let's join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord God of hosts. My soul is longing and yearning, is yearning for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my soul ring out their joy to God, the living God. The sparrow herself finds a home, and the swallow a nest for her brood. She lays her young by your altars, Lord of hosts, my King and my God. They are happy who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. They are happy whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are the roads to Zion. As they go through the bitter valley, they make it a place of springs. 
The autumn rain covers it with blessings. They walk with ever-growing strength. They will see the God of gods in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Turn your eyes, O God, our shield. Look on the face of your anointed. One day within your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. The threshold of the house of God I prefer to the dwellings of the wicked. For the Lord God is a rampart, a shield. He will give us his favor and glory. The Lord will not refuse any good to those who walk without blame. Lord God of hosts, happy the man who trusts in you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Bless your people, Lord. You have given us the law that we may walk from strength to strength and raise our minds to you from this valley of tears. May we receive the gifts you have gained for us. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. Come, Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. All nations shall stream toward it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not rise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Come, Come, let let us us climb the mountain mountain of the Lord. Sing to the Lord, and bless his name. Sing Sing to the the Lord, and bless bless his name. name. O sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. O sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim his help day by day. Tell among the nations his glory, and his wonders among all the peoples. The Lord is great and worthy of praise, to be feared above all gods. The gods of the heathens are not. It was the Lord who made the heavens. His are majesty and state and power and splendor in his holy place. Give the Lord, you families of people. Give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. 
Bring an offering and enter his courts. Worship the Lord in his temple. O earth, tremble before him. Proclaim to the nations, God is king. The world he made firm in its place. He will judge the peoples in fairness. Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad. Let the sea and all within it thunder praise. Let the land and all it bears rejoice. All the trees of the wood shout for joy at the presence of the Lord. For he comes, he comes to rule the earth. With justice he will rule the world. He will judge the peoples with his truth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you have renewed the face of the earth. Your church throughout the world sings you a new song announcing your wonders to all. Through a virgin, you have brought forth a new birth in our world. Through your miracles, a new power. Through your suffering, a new patience. In your resurrection, a new hope. And in your ascension, new majesty. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. A reading from the book of James. Always speak and act as men destined for judgment under the law of freedom. Merciless is the judgment on the man who has not shown mercy, but mercy triumphs over judgment. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. His marvelous works are beyond compare. Blessed from age to age. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord our God. Man was created to glorify God through his deeds. Let us earnestly pray. May we give glory to your name, Lord. May we give glory to your name, Lord. We bless you, Creator of all things. For you have given us the goods of the earth and brought us to this day. May we give glory to your name, Lord. Look with favor on us as we begin our daily work. Let us be fellow workers with you. May we we give glory to your name, Lord. Make our work today benefit our brothers and sisters. That with them and for them we may build an earthly city pleasing to you. May May we we give give glory glory to your name, Lord. Grant joy and peace to us. And to all we meet this day. May May we we give give glory glory to your name, Lord. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord God, King of heaven and earth, direct our minds and bodies throughout this day and make us holy. Keep us faithful to your law in thought, word, and deed. Be our helper now and always. Free us from sin and bring us to salvation in that kingdom where you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. A lot of times God speaks to us through other people. And if we are docile to the Spirit, we will recognize when those times happen. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn, Patrick Madrid a bit later on, and after that, it's Patrick Conley with The Inner Life. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. You go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.